The first performance of Othello by a black actor was Ira Aldridge, who had to leave America. He was an American. He became a, a self-imposed exile and traveled Europe playing the part because it was the only way he could be a black actor and play Othello. Ira Aldridge was phenomenal, must have been an incredible actor. He played Othello at Covent, the Royal Covent Garden in 1833. And the only reason he got to play Othello there was because Edmund Keane collapsed on stage during a performance. And um, they got Ira in to play, which was unheard of. And he played Othello um, as passionately as he could. We have commentary um, that when he played Othello in Russia, people cried out from the theatre uh, to stop. They, they couldn't take it, they wanted him to stop. They were, they were in such shock. Um, one person wrote that you wanted to go back behind the scenery and check that Iago was okay. Ira received very racist notices in um, London when he played Othello. What I found strange when I came across the story after I'd left drama school was that I hadn't heard about him. Um, and I wondered why. And so my wife, Lolita, thought, we have, to, we have to write this down, we have to do something, and she wrote the play Red Velvet. Doing that did prepare me in, in, in many ways for, um, for doing Othello here. In terms of how society sees itself, the, that, it's very important to remember that Ira was, was there and is part of our you know, theatrical cultural heritage. If there was any one person who revolutionised our understanding of Othello and of the play, then it must be Paul Robeson. Robeson made Othello his life role. He played it three times. He played it as a young, inexperienced outsider in 1930. Then, in the 1940s, he played it on Broadway, and Robeson's Othello is still the longest-running Shakespeare in Broadway history. Every performance was an act demanding a rethinking of racial attitudes. So by the time he came to Stratford in 1959, he was an old man, he was not well. And what he tried to project this time um, was an Othello um, who was driven by a desire to overcome all boundaries of race and nationhood and politics. Um, and yet he finds it's impossible to achieve that. I've been watching this play since, since I was in my teens. The first extraordinary performance of my adulthood was seeing Willard White. Now, he's an American actor. He's an opera singer. He was cast by Trevor Nunn to be the first black actor post-segregation, post-black power, black is beautiful, black, the whole animation of what blackness means in the contemporary world, to play this part in Stratford-upon-Avon in a very small theatre in what was the old other place, so it was very cramped, claustrophobic, played it as a chamber play and put against Willard White in McKellen. They placed it in almost a Civil War kind of costume, reminiscent of the American Civil War. So uh, the ideas of American slavery traveled into the production. Um, but you had this uh, uh, McKellen playing this kind of Yorkshire busybody. Uh, and he was, he was, he was um, a minuscule presence 
physically against this particular uh, uh, Othello. So you had with White an American-ish voice, but most spectacularly what you had in this actor was a voice, that opera-trained voice that spoke what has always been thought of as the Othello music with a particular power that I had never experienced in the part. Every great production of Othello that inspires the next generation, the next generation of actors, gives them models of performance of where they might go, of spectators, of what they expect to see in the theater. To my mind, the real thing that I'm looking forward to is when this play will be directed for the first time by a black director, woman or man, but to see what reading, what intelligence will they will bring to the whole interpretive quality of the play and what will be released when they put their hands and uh, mark uh, on this, uh, the, the history of this production.